if you guys would like to bring over bathing suits, we do have a hot tub. Like, I don't, I don't think there's a way to say it that doesn't sound creepy. I don't, I don't think there's a way to do that. Hey, Amy. Hey, David. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing very well. How has your week been? How's your food week? Or weeks, actually, weeks. Yeah, it's been a couple of weeks. My food weeks have been very much centered on cooking for care for people. Um, my mom had an operation uh, in the past oh. few weeks, and so mm. I've been kind of going back and forth and stepping into the sandwich generation, as they say, where you're like parenting kids and taking care of your yeah. parents. But so I've been cooking for that kind of like really nice, soul soothing, pretty healthy, sustaining food, sustenance mm-hmm. food. So I've been making things like chicken and dumplings, which is something I rarely make, but very no. yummy. Also, this recipe that I have just absolutely fallen in love with, it's from a blog and I stumbled across it. It's from the original dish. My God, I can't recommend this dish enough. It's called baked sage chicken meatballs with Parmesan orzo. So you're making like sage flavored chicken meatballs with Parmesan orzo. This recipe is Mm -hmm. the best recipe of 2023 that I've made so far. Wow. For like good home cooking that's reasonably healthy, but also feels like very satisfying. You're basically making chicken dumplings with a lot of herbs and Mm -hmm. some breadcrumbs that you make just by like cutting up some day-old French bread and soaking it in water. You bake them, which is great. You don't have to stand over a frying pan. And then you make orzo with like Parmesan, a tiny splash of cream, like not a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Additional herbs and handfuls of spinach, baby spinach. This was the first thing I served my mom when she got out of the hospital and it just like brought her back to life. So that's my food. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's that's great. <laughs> How about your food week? Well, my food week has been extraordinarily busy and wow. extraordinarily food filled. I have two of my staff down from Canada down <gasps> here cooking wow. with me, Angie and Karen. And so we are just photographing and cooking and photographing and cooking. I cannot tell you the stuff that we had. A luscious brie mac and cheese. Ooh, Just extraordinary. Wow. I mean, yes, amazingly delicious. Uh, chocolate chip cookies, not not the ones that I do. Other chocolate chip cookies Your that were quite ones. good. Yep. Tagliatelle <laughs> with sausage, which uh, mm-hmm. was a lemon chicken, spicy roasted cauliflower, chive cheddar biscuits. I mean, oh it goes on, God. it goes on. I have more food now in this house than I've ever had. Even at Thanksgiving, there's more food right now in this house. So I've been eating very, very well. How many backup fridges do you have? How many back? Just one. I have a backup okay. fridge, and then I have one big chest freezer, which we call very politically incorrect the Jeffrey Dahmer freezer, and that's <laughs> what we have. Yeah, so one one backup refrigerator and one backup freezer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. One thing I love about in my town, there's a community fridge. Mm. So there's a place to bring the leftover food. And there's a business called Brothers and Sisters Cafe that actually oh. like, maintains the fridge and pays for the electricity. And Very it's literally cool. sitting on the sidewalk in front of this cafe. I've seen and that. I've heard about so this. so nice. Yes. No, we don't have that in our town. I, we don't even yeah. have a place to drop off food. It'd be great, like for the senior center or something like that. But they don't have that. Right. Yeah, yeah, I have yeah. to talk to the Roxbury Selectman on that. It's such a nice little thing. So now we have mailbag time. 
Yay! Uh, and we're going to read a, a message from Ellen Wagner. This was sent to Adam, our producer and engineer. Adam, I just wanted to say how tickled I was to hear you mention... Oh, Scusanizo. Oh my gosh, I can't say it. How do you pronounce it? <laughs> Good luck. I'm reading it right now. Oscusanizo. Oh, first of all, this is such an interesting... Okay, it's O apostrophe. O Scunitso. O Scunitso. Okay. Good gosh, I okay. feel so bad about this. Uh, I was tickled to hear that you mentioned Oskanitso Pizza on Talking With My Mouthful. Having grown up in Utica, too, long before you did, I know the culinary place of honor that it holds. Did you know they will ship a $25 pizza, 80 bucks for FedEx delivery anywhere in the U.S.? Here in Rochester, some specialty stores have tomato pie, too, in a box that says, it's a Utica thing on the cover. Cheers to you, and thanks for your part in bringing us that wonderful podcast. And that was Wouldn't Ellen you love Wagner. to do? That's so nice. That's so nice. We thank you, thank Ellen. Thank you, Ellen. We appreciate that. We appreciate. Yeah. That. Wouldn't you love to do a book just on those sort of hyper regional foods? Like yeah, you the mentioned Utica. this last time with the about yeah. pizza. Yeah, you totally really want to do that. And then speaking of last time, you sort of had kind of a mini breakdown. You had a moment of <laughs> outrage and indignation. Do you remember that? Well, yeah. So I. I had a moment where I was telling you that, you know, I was really tired of feeling outraged and angry and that I kind of burned it out over the past six years that I really just wanted like uh, to understand people and not judge and not da 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 da. And then we got talking about <laughs> like national food days, days like National trends. Licorice Day. And it, I lost, I just blew a gasket yep. about it because it's so irritating. Um, so is there anything that happened in the last week or two that you had moments of indignation and outrage? Is there a moment? David. What? David. Yes. You had another what one, didn't you? the hell with hospital food? <laughs> okay, here we go. Okay. Here we go. Hospital Ladies and food. gentlemen, a moment of outrage and indignation with Amy Traverso. Go ahead. <laughs> David, do people go to the hospital to get worse? <laughs> no, they don't. Do they go to the hospital when they're feeling really good and then they want to feel really bad and so that's why they go there? Right. Do people who are in the hospital maybe want to start feeling better? And is food not only nutritionally important to us, but also culturally, emotionally, sensorially important to us? And are hospitals cheap? David, are hospitals inexpensive? No, they're not. They're, they're very not expensive, are they? No. So, so like, tell me this. Mm -hmm. <laughs> if I'm going to stay at the Four Seasons and I'm paying that much to stay overnight in a room, I would expect that the food would be okay, right? Right. So I don't want to reveal any personal details about my mom's surgery, but let's say it was a six-figure situation, right? Soup mm -hmm. to nuts, like... And in that six figures, you cannot make a decent meatloaf. You can't make a decent meatloaf for six figures. <laughs> oh, but here's the thing. You've got to tell me which hospital. I have to know now. Uh, so see, I know that's which the hospital thing, to I avoid. I think they're all bad. If I thought there was one hospital that was better than the others, I would name them. I but thought this Mass is General was pretty good. No. I haven't ever stayed there, actually. Yeah. But stayed I've, there. Stayed I've, I've the never had a little bit of a stay good. at the Mass General. <laughs> 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 the, 
This is, I don't understand. I mean, every other department gets to bill through the nose for mm-hmm. whatever they do. You use a Band-Aid, oh, that's $50. Mm-hmm. You use a bedpan, I don't know. <laughs> that's a $20 bedpan charge. Right. But you can't grill a chicken breast, right? Mm-hmm. You can't get a decent chicken breast and just put it on a grill with some salt and pepper and God forbid olive oil (laughs) and serve it to people so they start to feel better and are maybe motivated to eat. Okay, I don't want to go too long on this, but I just, there's there's no excuse because you know what? Other countries are doing it better. We need to get you your own theme song for this. (laughs) (laughs) And ladies and gentlemen, that was a moment of outrage and indignation with Amy Traverso. I just couldn't wait to get her home so that I could cook food that would start helping her to get better. And this is in no way, let me just be clear, mm-hmm. in no way slamming the nurses, the doctors, no, or, even, or even the people who are working in the kitchens because I'm sure they're not being paid well and I'm sure they're not being good in, given good ingredients to work with mm-hmm. and I'm sure that they're not given great recipes to work with. It's mm-hmm. a systemic problem. Okay, I'm going to stop there because this is supposed to be a nice, happy thing to listen yes, to. Yes, exactly. Right? This is our, our Valentine's Day episode. So let's <laughs> let's go on to some Valentine's Day news, which I think okay. this is actually interesting. You know, there's a Taylor Swift themed breakup bar. It's opening just in time for <laughs> Valentine's Day. I love this idea. I love it. You don't <laughs> like this? Like, I think it's fabulous. Well, no, my question is when Taylor Swift, let's hope. God mm-hmm. bless her, has been married for 45 years. Will people still be like, God, that girl goes through a lot of breakups. <laughs> like, when does she Let's get, she's in a happy relationship. That poor girl, like, <laughs> when does she get to be happy <laughs> in a relationship? Well, you know, I'm just, I think the theme song in there will be the, you know, hey, me, what is it? It's me. It's me. Hey, I'm, I'm the, the problem. problem. It's me. It's yeah. me. Yeah. So there's, it's only in one place. So if you want to break up, you have to fly to Chicago. But hey, me, I'm the problem. It's me. You can fly there and you can break up. <laughs> and it's a bad blood themed bar. Isn't and, that fabulous? Uh, it's fun. It's fun. Okay. David, do you feel like Valentine's is only for people who are in romantic couples or partnerships? No, because although the one thinks this is very weird and I don't. I would give my mom and dad a Valentine's Day card. Yeah. I did. I mean, because I love oh, them. Oh, I just bought some. Yeah. For your parents? And for my niece and nephew. Yeah, and Alan, the one, thinks it's so bizarre. He thinks it should only be for, you know, love interest people. So, no, right. I don't think so. I think you give anybody a Valentine's Day card, your best friend, a teacher, you know, if you're a school and you're a kid. I think, no. I, I think it could yeah. be anybody. I think it's a celebration of love. I've always, even when I was single, I used it as an excuse to just treat myself. I see Valentine's Day mm-hmm. as the Do you treat like Valentine's Day? Let's just get I this love back. it. You do? Okay. Even when I've been single, I've always loved it. I would take myself to like a nice restaurant and have dessert. I would buy myself flowers. I, I, oh, I really? think it's just fun. And it comes at a really good time in winter where it's starting to get light again and maybe your spirits are starting to lift and then you boost them that much more by, you know, doing something nice. Uh-huh. Well, that's interesting. When I was single, I would weep 
and weep and moan <laughs> and grieve on Valentine's Day and write long, long passages in my journal about being alone and wanting to be with somebody. And honestly, I really I could like be I could be draped over a divan in a black skirt, a black dress, <laughs> just weeping and crying, and you could paint me. It was just it was a picture of mourning. It was terrible. Um, and then when we got together, the one and I got together. 30 years ago, um, wow. it changed, it changed. But I have to yeah. say, I noticed that there has been sort of a change over those 30 years about how we celebrate Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. In the beginning, it's like, oh my God, it's all new. It's all exciting. Oh, I have to buy flowers. I have to buy candy. I have to do all these different things. And then after a while, you start losing track of what you did five Valentine's Days yes. ago. Unless you've done something yes. very special. And then it got to the point that it was just, instead of eating out, we started eating in. And then after starting eating in, it's like, okay, what else do you want to do? And then now it's just kind of a regular day where we just say we love each other. We give Mm -hmm. each other cards. We don't give each other presents. And it's just Mm -hmm. a nice day to remind each other we love each other, but we say Mm -hmm. that every day to each other, you know? Right, Um, right. So it's interesting how it does change and get soft. But I think also love changes. As you, yes. you know, there's that that hot, passionate love in the beginning and, and you just can't get enough of each other. Then you kind of go, oh, yeah, I've had <laughs> enough of you already. I need some space. And then you kind of come back again and you need space. And and then it becomes a kind of a gentle love, at least for us after 30 yes. years. So I, I just, I think that's interesting. Do you guys, do you and Scott celebrate? We do. We don't, it's funny because a lot of chefs I talk to are like, look, I'm grateful for Valentine's Day, but I would never go out on Valentine's yeah. Yeah. Day. Oh like my, they, yep. they work Valentine's, but they wouldn't do it. I don't go out for dinner generally on Valentine's Day. I would go like the day before or after. But I gave myself a gift when I met Scott. I didn't mm. know I was doing it, but when I met Scott 24 years ago and the first Valentine's Day rolled around, I had no money. I was working for a city magazine. Mm-hmm. I was making like $22,000 a year. And I wanted to, I was deep in love. I mean, this was like, <laughs> oh. So I wanted to show how profound <laughs> this love was. <laughs> so I made a little photo album of the previous year because it, oh, it was just coming up on like one year's sweet. one year together. Yeah. And I, I got a cute little like spiral bound with black paper and I bought the little like sticky corner thing. So I made it look sort of artistic and wrote on it with like a gold pen, you know, Mm -hmm. and uh, quotes from like my favorite love song. (laughs) But I now have a book for every year of our life together. I've done one every year. And so it's great because it's a very meaningful gift. We have this beautiful record of our lives and don't have to think about a new idea. (laughs) (laughs) It's a built-in gift, right? And of course, as you said, relationships matured. Am I hand-making these? No, I'm not hand-making them anymore. It's like It's It's a digital thing. It's a digital book. You're going to snap fish and get it done. So here's something that I can't really imagine getting excited about, but this is one of those manufactured trends or Mm -hmm. like noteworthy moments that Mm -hmm. People Magazine pulled up. Krispy Kreme has released heart-shaped donuts stuffed with Hershey's chocolate for Valentine's Valentine's Day. Day. Do you like Krispy Kreme? I used to. I did I did get it. And I do think, yeah, if you're standing there and the donuts come off the conveyor belt and, and they're warm, hot, yeah. great. 
But five minutes after that, no, absolutely not. And when there are so many great independently owned donut shops, <laughs> oh I hear a moment coming on. I hear a moment at my house <laughs> with a box of donuts, cream donuts stuffed with Hershey's chocolate. <laughs> ah. That would be like the end of the relationship. <laughs> Oh, my God. Well, for me, I mean, donuts would be fine, but I'm a Dunkin' guy. I'm from New England, so I would accept mm. a box of Dunkin' Donuts, you know, mm-hmm. but I've never gotten I, Krispy Kreme. I'm really sorry, folks. I never have. They are very good when they're fresh. It's not that I have to have bougie donuts, right? Mm-hmm. It's just that there are a lot of good little mom and pop donut yeah. places. And there's some really good bougie donuts out there, too. Oh, I mean, those are, yeah, those are delicious. I mean, the Donut Factory in New York City, I think, is fantastic. Have you noticed that Crullers have really made a comeback? They are Mm. so good. Those are, if anyone isn't familiar with Crullers, they're made with the kind of dough you use to make cream puffs. It's called shoe pastry. It's that eggy, wonderful, moist dough. Oh, God. So good. And then they pipe them using, what do you call that? They have ridges. It's a star nozzle. Yeah, it's a star tip so that they have ridges and then they fry that and glaze it. Oh my goodness, so good. That's a trend I'm very happy about. (laughs) And you know what? If Krispy Kreme had crawlers and someone showed up at my house, that'd be good with (laughs) that. That'd be good. We have one more newsy item and it's kind of Valentine's Day when I was looking for stuff. Shake Shack is adding white truffles to its menu. Now this makes me a little outraged. I have to say, because you you know that it's not real white truffles. Is I mean, it oil? How, yeah, they're they're using truffle oil. But remember Jeffrey Steingarten did that incredible piece about white truffle oil and it's not really white truffles. It's just, it smells and tastes like white truffles, but it was right, all chemical. Yeah. how are you going to be selling $8 hamburgers and having white truffles on them when it's even more rare, it's rarer than black truffles? How are you going to pull that off, Danny Just Myers? to give the context, two to three small white truffle mushrooms mm-hmm. cost about $300. Yeah. There's no way Shake Shack yeah. is doing that, right? No. So, Not yeah. unless you're getting like the tiniest shaving. You know, they're going to be using oil. And is it really white truffle oil? So come on. Why are we trying to dress up these hamburgers, which are great hamburgers? Why are we trying to add white truffle oil? My God, I'm getting outraged now. Yes, I don't think we need it. Okay. Well, David, look, setting aside your anger issues, (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) Pot kettle black. No, no, no. I am down for truffle fries. I do like those. Oh, yeah, I do too. Yeah, That's the I fake do. oil, but I'll run with that. That's it's good. It's just saying that they're adding white truffles. Instead of saying they're adding fake white truffle oil, that's okay, yes. but they're adding yes. white truffles. It just, come on, yeah. it doesn't yeah, yeah, make yeah, sense yeah, yeah. to me saying it that way. <laughs> so let's do this. Let's now get into each other's business. Tell me, right. what is your Valentine's Day plans with Scott? Well, I'm working on the photo album. I mm-hmm. guess, I mean, he knows it's coming, so I guess it's not a secret. And then- you making dinner? I'll make dinner. Mm-hmm. Yep. Here's what I think is romantic for food. I think food like fondue, Yeah. if I was going to go out to dinner, I would go out for a hot pot. There are a lot of great hot mm-hmm. pot restaurants mm-hmm. in most cities right now. Right. Something where you're sort of touching the food, you're jointly preparing it, but it's not a lot of work. Mm-hmm. I think that's romantic rather than sitting 
at a table having people bring you a lot of courses for yeah. a lot of money, mm-hmm. getting really full. By the end of it, you feel like overfed. The last thing you feel is like right. hot to trot, mm-hmm. right? I think like <laughs> a nice chill meal of like preparing the thing together, dipping the thing in the chocolate or the cheese or the hot pot. I love that. I think that's romantic. That what is about you? romantic. You know, I was just thinking, I wonder what percentage of people actually have sex on Valentine's Day after having dinner. I wonder, you know, because you think about it, you have these very, very long dinners or how many people actually argue on Valentine's Day and wine and other things that can relax you so much that you just want to go to bed. I really wonder. We have to find out what that percentage is. If any of you know, let us know. The most romantic thing in our lives right now is that during the pandemic, we panicked as winter was setting in Mm -hmm. in 2020, 2021. We ordered a hot tub. <laughs> it took it took about five months for it to get there. I don't regret a thing. Really? It has been the most wonderful. And it's not like we're making out in the hot tub. Right. It's that we get in there, we relax, and we talk. And that nice. has been so good. It's like our little sacred spot, right? Mm-hmm. We're like, mm-hmm. we're totally undisturbed in our backyard. Of course, our neighbors could hear everything. but <laughs> And see know, everything. Live, we don't have a big backyard. <laughs> but <laughs> we wear bathing suits. Uh-huh. And I love it. That has been super. I highly recommend <laughs> hot tub mm-hmm. <laughs> to anybody. And you can get the inflatable kind. They're probably not that great in the winter, but yeah. they're not that expensive. And it is really nice. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, we have the pool. We could have had the option. Well, we had the option of putting in a hot tub on one side and we chose mm-hmm. not to do it. So, Well, whenever we invite people over, I feel like it's a nice thing to offer. Oh, would you like to get in this nice, relaxing environment? But it feels like <laughs> you we're- You want a couple swap? <laughs> it feels like we're saying we're swingers. Exactly. <laughs> let's, let's be, yeah, put your keys in the pot and then we'll just pick it out and whoever <laughs> keys we get, we'll sleep with. I haven't figured out the like non creepy way to ask somebody if they. So That's like so I've tried utterly like creepy. Hey, if you guys would like to bring over bathing suits, we do have a hot tub. Like I don't. I don't, we, I don't think there's a way to say it that doesn't sound creepy. <laughs> I don't. I don't think there's a way to do that. Oh my god, it's so funny. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. If anybody has suggestions for how to non creepily invite someone to come over and use your hot tub, <laughs> let us know. Let us know. So, David, what are you doing for Valentine's Day? Well, I actually am not doing very much because the one is in Uruguay. For the <gasps> What's he month doing in of, Uruguay? It's kind of an early retirement present to himself because he semi-retired on his birthday, December 16th. But then there's one deal that he still has to work. So he's uh-huh. doing that. So he took this time off all of February. And of course, Valentine's Day is February 14th. So I won't be doing anything. I think what we decided You'll to do- You'll be draped on the sofa I, in a, uh, in a morning, black. Morning, <laughs> just morning. You know, I, I wrote a blog post about this and it's interesting. Together- 30 years, and almost 30 years. And I didn't realize that you could miss someone as much as I was, even before he mm. left, after all that time. I didn't realize that you could miss someone so much, and he hadn't even left yet, but I really was missing him. And so what we decided to do is on Valentine's Day, we're going to do WhatsApp, and I'm going to make a meal, and he's going to have a meal, and we're just going to have dinner together over WhatsApp. And I gave oh, him three- sweet. Valentine's Day cards and 
Somewhere in this house, apparently, are three Valentine's Day cards for me. And I have Aww. to, he wants me to go look for them. And that's what we're going to do. So we won't be having the same meal. And it's the very first Valentine's Day we've ever been apart. Wow. Yeah. What was it that attracted him to Uruguay? Well, we had gone down to Buenos Aires and Uruguay because a friend of ours is from Uruguay, Montevideo. So we did Buenos Aires, Montevideo, Punta del Este, and Jose Ignacio, which is right out there. And the one loves the beach. He loves the sun. He loves mm. the ocean. So it's perfect. So right now he is staying in a penthouse. I think it's like 11 or 12 stories high, a wraparound wow. terrace overlooking the Atlantic Ocean. I have never been to the South Atlantic Ocean. Oh, it's I'll tell you, it's 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 just beautiful. So really? I was supposed to be there for part of it, but it didn't work out because we got our right. new our new baby, uh, Georgie. So I had to stay home with Georgie. But uh, <laughs> anyway, I'm really excited for him. So that's what we're going to be doing. It's going to be a long distance Valentine's Day. That's very sweet. You guys have worked it out though, and you have a plan, yeah. and you're still kind of taking a minute to appreciate each other. That is super sweet. David, what about what about the worst Valentine's Day you've ever had? Oh my God, there are so many I can't even tell He's you. Covering his face, just oh my God. for those who can't see. I just I'm going to try to keep this G-rated, but uh, remember I asked the question of how many people actually have sex on Valentine's Day. Yes. Well, this was one time that um, we did, and this guy sprained both of my thumbs. <laughs> <laughs> Both of them. I had to go to the hospital on Valentine's Day. He thought he was being funny by pushing me down on the bed, and when he did, it's just both thumbs. It's, I just sprained them. <laughs> I'm so embarrassed. Thank God this isn't a television show. Was there a moment where you were like, like I feared for I'm my life? You kidding? I feared for my life. And then he had to come with me to the, the, he came with to okay, the emergency so then, room. So, okay, let's do a little role play. Not that kind. I'm going to pretend I'm the doctor, right? I open the curtain. Oh, hello, Mr. Lee. What brings you in? I don't know. I think I probably said I fell or something. But the thing is, both thumbs, I mean, it was just. It was so embarrassing. Oh, oh my God. God. I mean, it mu they must have known something was up because it was Valentine's Day. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway, so enough of me. And let me just assure you, I dated the most horrible jerk of a guy in my 20s. Any Valentine's Day that was with this guy would be my worst. I don't even, I blocked it all out. However, this person did work in a hospital at one point. Mm -hmm. And they do tell stories. Like <laughs> they do. They talk about it. If something funny happens with things inserted in places, <laughs> yeah, that gets every yeah. family member and friend of that person <laughs> will hear all about it. So just, <laughs> HIPAA be damned. <laughs> <laughs> HIPAA be damned. Oh, my God. Oh, this is this, really I, this, this episode's going off the rails. Totally off the rails. <laughs> Off the rail. I hope we can salvage some of it so it makes sense. So what was your worst Valentine's Day now that I really, really embarrassed myself? I know, I know. I'm just going to say 
I don't remember a good Valentine's Day before I met my husband mm-hmm. in terms of a romantic yes, Valentine's I, Day. Yes, yeah, I do understand However, that. However, I would say, like, I, I have to give myself credit because even when I was a dum-dum mm-hmm. in really bad relationships in my 20s, I still just had this ability to make myself happy on Valentine's Day with these little That's treats. a lovely thing. That's... It was really nice. I just would love to encourage anybody who's like dreading the day, mm. forget about it in terms of couples. Just see it as like a, a celebration treat day. of you. Yeah, right. And it's love like and... it's like the uh, Miley Cyrus song. You know, I can buy myself flowers, <laughs> write my own name exactly. in the sand. It's like <laughs> self love. You know, it, the thing with about me. I mean, it was so sad. Of course, I, I came out like 28 or 29. So my 20s were really kind of weird. I was in and out, yeah. actually. A friend of mine jokes that I came in and out of the closet so many times, I should have installed a revolving door. But um, <laughs> the thing for me was every time I met a guy, I just, I wanted him to be the one. Right. I imbued him with everything that I wanted the one to be. And mm-hmm. none of them were the one till the one came along. And so I was always terribly disappointed. And um, right. also sometimes hurt. <laughs> so wait, know. when you were when you would meet somebody and you were like evaluating whether they were the one, yeah. would you say to yourself like, "Well, on the one thumb, they're really <laughs> right. nice, the but on the other thumb, thumb <laughs> the other on the other thumb, thumb <laughs> I would I would do pros temper. and cons. I would do, and I would try to find more <laughs> pros than cons, even if it was not a good match, because I just right. so much wanted to be in love, so much, yeah, so much. But I know, yeah. As I was saying earlier, this is a food podcast, so let's try and get to a little bit of food. Tell me some of the ideas that, even if they're cliche or traditional, that you think are kind of romantic foods. There's a book my beloved aunt Joan gave me when I was a little kid, like Mm -hmm. eight years old or something. And it was a Betty Crocker cookbook for boys and girls. Yes, we talked about this. I have have it. Yes. Me too. Well, the brownie recipe in that book is still the best brownie recipe I've ever had. You start by melting butter and baking chocolate in a double boiler, Mm -hmm. and then you add the sugar and the eggs. And, you know, it's it's a very, very moist, chewy, um, but crunchy on top kind of brownie. Right. So I think molten chocolate cake is fine, Mm -hmm. but I would rather have that brownie. So, you know, making those brownies and maybe cutting out, you know, heart-shaped brownies and dusting them with powdered sugar, simple. I'm not making myself crazy. Then I would also probably, because I was talking about the fondue, and I I think in the previous episode, I Mm -hmm. spoke about that fonduta, the Italian style fondue with Taleggio cheese. So Mm -hmm. I would want to do that with like blanched vegetables to balance out the richness of the uh, fondue. And, you know, some sort of a grilled, I don't know, it starts to feel real heavy with steak, Mm -hmm. maybe salmon, something a little bit lighter, shrimp, you know, seafood Mm -hmm. that isn't quite as heavy. Right. I think that would be a really nice meal. What about you? The one loves beef. So many times it's tenderloin. And I like tenderloin. It's fine. You know, it's a good cut of beef. Uh, But I think duck is lovely. You know, because yes. it's meaty, but it's also, it's a little different. You don't have duck every day. Yeah. I love scallops. You know, mm-hmm. beautiful, beautiful sea scallops, big sea scallops, I think are really a lovely thing. You had mentioned orzo. I think risotto is such a, a lovely, creamy, 
sensual kind of dish. And fondue is also fun too. Uh, but yeah. I like the chocolate one. I mean, I, I've done the cheese, but I like yeah, the chocolate yeah, yeah. one. You know, I'm not one of those people who go, oh, let's get sexy food for sexy times. I just, right. I, I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't subscribe to the whole thing about aphrodisiacs and stuff. I just no. like to go food that is rich and tasty and 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 wonderful and, and stuff that you like. I mean, when Alan went down to Uruguay, I said, what's the final, what's your last supper? What would you like me to make you? <laughs> and he said, I would like you to make me venison and potatoes au gratin and mm-hmm. some sort of green, you know, I don't remember vegetables. And that's what I did. And I made a lovely lingonberry butter sauce for it. And to cook for someone and to cook what they love, mm-hmm. I think is the ultimate Valentine's Day. Right, right. You know, yeah. I think one of the things I don't like about Valentine's Day is the marking of it. It's like, okay, this is Valentine's Day. And suddenly it's you feel like you have to act a certain way. And if you don't act a certain way, you don't feel a certain way, oh my God, something's wrong. Right. I don't like that being set up on Valentine's Day. No. Like you know, I just remembered the worst, the most disastrous Valentine's Day meal I ever made. We actually had some a couple of friends over. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, And this was in the earlier days when I still was more insecure about my cooking and feeling like I had to prove something. So I saw a buttermilk panna cotta, which sounded great. And Mm -hmm. then I realized, oh, I have this heart-shaped silicon mold. I had Uh a heart-shaped silicon mold. So I make the panna cotta. It's setting in the fridge. It all seems great. Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, Mm -hmm. you know what would be really nice is sort of a raspberry coulis to pour Mm -hmm. over. So, you know, so simple. Sort of like a quart de creme a little bit. Yeah. Well, so I cook the raspberries and, and I, I put in the sugar and then I strain out the seeds and I've got this really pretty red sauce. So then I unmold the heart shaped onto the platter and I pour this red sauce all over the heart. And then it starts to suddenly realize that it looks exactly like blood. And I bring it to the table and everybody got really, really quiet and said nothing. And then finally, our friend Lev, who actually is the rabbi who married us, he just couldn't hold it anymore. He started laughing and he's like, this looks like an actual heart. I'm sorry, I can't eat it. So that was really, really embarrassing. Oh, that's funny. Oh, but going back to aphrodisiacs, just a fun fact that I learned, there used to be this actually quite nice guy that I interviewed um, when I was working for a city magazine. Mm -hmm. He was a real estate, he's a realtor, but his side hustle was porn. And of course, when I heard about this guy, I had to interview him. We had a little column where we interviewed interesting people from around the city and what could be more interesting. Mm -hmm. He did share that behind the scenes, people, Mm -hmm. I'm sure they were using other substances, but Mm -hmm. that zinc was a very popular supplement really? in the industry. For men uh, or for women or for both? men. Mm-hmm. For men, that it was an understood performance enhancer. Mm-hmm. And oysters are higher in zinc, so maybe that's where that comes from. Interesting. Among other things. I'm yeah. gonna run out and buy some zinc before the one comes <laughs> home. <laughs> Oh my! I'll just fire up the hot tub and forget about the zinc. (laughs) I think we probably should end this here. It's been quite an interesting episode, Amy. You know, I always love talking with you, and I I want to wish you and Scott a lovely Valentine's Day. I will be thinking about you in the hot tub. (laughs) Well, listen. 
I want you to take a screenshot, and uh-huh. I mean this sincerely and sweetly. Okay. Take a screenshot of your of your dinner when you guys are sitting having okay. dinner. Just take a screenshot and share it because I, I think it's so lovely and and just delightful. And you guys are delightful, as we learned when we did our episode with our, our significant husbands. others. Yes. <laughs> Happy Valentine's, Amy. Happy Valentine's. Talking With My Mouthful is produced by Overit Studios, and our producer is the always cherubic Adam Claremont. You can reach Adam and Overit Studios at overitstudios.com. Remember to follow Talking With My Mouthful wherever you download your favorite podcasts. As always, if you like what you hear and want to support us, leave a review and rating on Apple Podcasts. Bye, David. Ciao. I'm not one of those people who go, okay, let's get sexy food. Oh, I just hurt myself. My back. Oh, my back just went out. Ow! Ow! My back is spasming. Um, Oh, I'm sorry. Oh.